0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of This AFL Life. We had our doubters, but we're back.
1: Our doubters being ourselves. (laughs) Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Welcome, Asta O'Connor and Darcy Vessio.
1: Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al.
0: All right, let's get straight into it. Football highlights from the last two weeks, Asta.
1: Oh, mine's a bit of a homegrown highlight. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of weeks back, I I noticed a photo pop up on social media. It was a picture of our coach here at Darbin Jane Lange, and the coach of the VU Spurs, Debbie Lee, and and both women sort of going through with their team, taking you know, taking them out to battle, and, and each had their daughters. Uh, oh, Jane had her daughter, and, and Debbie with with young Mac. Um, I just think that's that's really fantastic and testament to. The diversity that women can bring to football, and not just football, you know, we're put on this earth to reproduce and the photo really held beautiful sentiment with me and I, I just thought that was amazing and they're two very inspirational women, so big highlight. Darcy?
2: Um, mine might be a bit of a anti-climax compared to what Asta said. But Do you even have I, any
1: feelings, Darcy?
2: <laughs> um, no, that was definitely a beautiful moment for me too, um, but I was going to say, just St Kilda winning against Collingwood. Love to see the pies get smashed. It was a great game to watch. Um, and also Saint Kilda almost beating Hawthorne. That was definitely almost a highlight. But um yeah, pies you know, robbed you. Proud moment. It's a good good couple of weeks for Saints, I think.
0: Well my highlight probably have to be the Eagles Dockers women's match on Foxtel. I just I just loved being able to switch on the telly and watch women's footy on tv it's just it's never going to get old for me i just think it's awesome so that was my that was my highlight
1: yeah there's some serious talent over there in wa there sure is i'm going to break the rules and have a second highlight L- look
0: rules are made to be broken astor so go for it okay
1: so on the weekend my dear friend darcy vesio my my co-host alongside us here al <laughs> she rolled out some new boots actually I, I saw these it. boots they yeah. were very flashy
0: nike Ooh. boots that we well, hey.
1: they were some wheels. I thought she'd stolen them from Mo Hope. They were they were that flash, and I said, "Oh, Das, where'd you get those, mate?" And she said, "Op shop." <laughs> I thought she was joking, and then she raised her foot, and there was a six-dollar <laughs> price tag written <laughs> in. Seriously, as an absolute on the steal. And I said, "Das, what are you doing? You know, you can't wear. Have you worn them training? Have you worn them?" And she goes, "No need. Cool as a cucumber. Someone's worn them in for me." <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And this is what we're dealing with here at the Darabin Falcons on a on a weekly basis. And then tonight she's got another new pair. Oh, I just rolled
2: into the op shop. We've done a big clean up of the house <laughs> and I walked in with bags full to give and they were just two beautifully pretty much new pairs of Nike and Adidas um, ready boots ready for me to pick up. $6 each, walked out. $12 Didn't bargain. go the 2 for $10? No, no. I oh, you got bargain, a heckle. Yeah, I got a weird look, which was <laughs> Yeah, okay. I no. Didn't just
1: no, good on you, das. So I really love that about you. Yeah,
2: Look. well, my dad used to, you know, he'd always go to the up shop and he'd come back with pairs of shoes that didn't always fit and say, <laughs> guys, come here, and we'd all run over. and Well, we, at first we'd run over and then it'd turn into <laughs> a over, and be like, oh, no, what's dad what's got this dad time? What's dad done again? And he'd pull out these... Awesome, you know, footy boots or basketball boots, and I remember it vividly. He'd be like, "Check out these shit hot pisses," (laughs) 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 and we'd just crack up. Like, did they fit, or you grow into uh, them? You know, some hit and miss, but you know, we got some really good shoes out of it. I think we saved a lot of money, but um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, part of yeah, yeah, I definitely got that from my dad. Yeah, no (laughs) rebel
1: sport in Wangaratta, clearly.
2: (laughs) Nah, nah. No, I'm I'm proud. I wore them at training tonight again and,
1: um, yeah. No, they'll serve you well. You, it's yeah. a definite highlight of 5.40 weekend. <laughs>
2: no regrets. <laughs> now,
0: I'm going to get a little bit serious here because I am also breaking the rules, Asta. I had a football low light from the last two weeks and that was Bob Murphy's ACL. Mm. Now, I think this upset me more than Juddy, which is saying something. <sighs> Whoa. Um, That is big for you, It's pretty big for me. Um, But I just – I can't remember an injury where so many people that don't even barrack for the Bulldogs have just been so upset by it. I mean, he's obviously just such a legend of a bloke. But
1: Yeah, I think um, I was at the game. Yeah. And I saw it and I thought, yep, ACL Mm. straight away. And I think he knew straight away.
0: It was probably about 40 metres from where you did yours too.
1: Yeah, no, I did have that thought as well. But look, I mean – Bob is a great person. I've obviously been involved with him at the Western Bulldogs and a fantastic leader and, and a fantastic football person. But I, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw these hashtag pray for Murphy and I just at the time I thought it's, it is really sad that he's done mm. his ACL but perspective like, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It is just a, an injury and if he wants to be back, he will be. Um, soldier in, soldier out, that's how, you know, that's how footy clubs operate and that, that's the reality of, of the games. I, th- I think maybe the the footy public, I understand they love Bob, but I, I reckon it's been – it's definitely done the rounds. I mean, look, I was sad for the guy too, mm. but it's, you know, there's a lot worse things out there in the world. Oh, no, um,
0: absolutely. But, I mean, in just in terms of the drama of football, just as his team is becoming a contender, he's he's out. And, you know, we still don't know if he's going to play on, you know, it's yeah. just that, it's just the tragedy of, It, is, it is that a can happen tragedy. in, in yeah. football.
1: No, absolutely. And look, it's his second ACL and yep. I, I, I think it's on the same, the same knee. So from all accounts, it's, you know, it'd be pretty hard to swallow, mm. but I'm sure he'll be a-okay. Mm. He's got, you know, lovely family and, um, and, there's a, there's a balance that you need in your life and that's because times like these do happen and you need to be able to call on those types of things. So
2: what do you think, Das? Well, obviously, yeah, tragedy in terms of footy. Um, but yeah, as I think I was listening to Bevo talk and he said that, you know, he, he was hoping Bob would be around for a few more years anyway so hopefully he does get a chance to um, do his rehab and get back to it. And, and, and also another sad one was JJ. Jason Johnson. Oh,
0: yeah, I, I was at that game. That was crack a goal. It was an amazing goal. Twang. Yeah.
2: And he might be out for 10. Whoa. Yeah. So it that's was a big blow for the Bulldogs too. But yeah, Bob, if you're listening, and I know you probably are, um, we feel for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. I read a few of your articles in The Age, Bob, so I hope you're listening to our podcast. <laughs>
2: it's only fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, get well soon, Bob. Okay. So back
0: in January, I, I think I approached you to – about doing a football podcast because at the time I thought, what a brilliant idea to get three knowledgeable women talking about footy on a podcast. How unique would that be? Yeah,
2: and then we lost the other person we wanted and we <laughs> yeah, got Aster and then Astrid
1: came in at last minute. <laughs> uh, no. I'm still listening. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just Continue kidding. kidding sorry <laughs> Had to have a go.
0: Well, since then there's been dozens of pop- podcasts popping up but I'd just like to – uh, make special mention of a few ladies who league the butterfly effect and is she game um they're all sport podcasts hosted by women and i think that's awesome because we need more female voices talking about sport but i would also want to give an extra special mention to the outer sanctum they gave us a shout out during the week and i just want to play this little clip you
1: um now I just wanted to do a big shout out because there's another podcast on the on the block it's called this AFL life podcast and it's hosted by
3: uh three of the current um players who are amazing VFL players who I
1: follow on Instagram and who are just absolutely amazing actually I think Darcy who's one of the hosts I think she might have kicked 10 goals last week or something so two
0: things I think Darcy kicked eight goals in round one. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, come on now. Give, give her the double figures. Oh, but what's eight? eight
0: is ten. It was ten to us. So a baker's dozen. Yeah. Um, but I really just want to qualify that I am not an elite footballer. <laughs> I've played one practice game of Division One football, so I would definitely not put myself in the elite category. At best, I would say we are two and a half footballers uh, sitting at this table.
1: Alison, are you referring to me as half because I'm injured because that hurts my feelings? No,
0: no, no, no. Okay. Well, maybe we're just two footballers then. <laughs>
1: Don't sell yourself short, Alison.
2: Yeah, if, if someone says nice things, you just got to take
1: just, it. Just run yep. with it? Take it and run. Okay. And I think, you know, you're a uh, fantastically qualified person to, you know, I personally sort of, I guess, went after you to get on our board down here at Darabin because you've got great qualities and, you know, I think, Women tend to do that a little bit. We put ourselves down unnecessarily because it's not natural uh, to receive such nice compliments. So thank you, Outer Sanctum. Darcy is, uh, what, what do you call a elite? Because Superstar, I superstar, guess. With yeah, these yes. new boots Super- as well. Wow, well, yeah. yeah, superstar mm. wheels.
2: Yeah, right. Saving money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but thank you, Outer Sanctum. It was um, It was lovely to hear. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it. And I'm a, I'm a long time listener, I guess, because it's been I've listened to all five, all so five episodes. Yeah, so I've been there from the start.
0: Okay, so during the week, Trent Cochin's wife uh, defended Trent's leadership on social media, and it's drawn a bit of, uh, I guess, criticism from some parts of the media. One I found the most interesting was Jonathan Brown um, and the way he spoke about it. From my perspective, I think some of the language that he used was inappropriate. Um, I'm just wondering what you guys thought about it.
2: Um, I guess, yeah, I heard... I didn't hear it because I don't listen to Nova that much. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I guess when I was reading about it, and I, I didn't hear it in context, I guess, but reading the article, what he said, I thought, was just a bit foolish because he was talking as though he knew what Trent would have wanted more than Brooke would have known, yeah. like his own wife. Like, yeah. I felt like that assumption was, was a bit much. Like, and, and, I, and I feel like just some of the things, like how you're saying it's a man's, a man's game, we just want to be men, we want to be big boys. Yeah, it was a no-go zone for his own wife, um, which is fine if, if that's the relationship they have, but I feel like it's not a blanket kind of issue. And, yeah, I think that it's fine. And, and if you do show emotion, that it shouldn't be seen as a weakness. It should just be seen as, a, as part of it. And, and if people are going to say things like that, they need to realise their audience, like Jonathan Brown, would have a big pull and using words like, you know, he hasn't, didn't have to muzzle. I didn't have
0: to muzzle her. Yeah.
2: Wrong word. Um, and also he said, you know, I'm not sure, I, I don't know Koch that well, but Koch would have died when he walked down to the news agency the next day to grab the Herald Sun. I think it's a pretty wild assumption that Koch would be reading the Herald Sun as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, in all, in all seriousness, I thought the comments were just a bit inappropriate, but, yeah,
1: that's me. I certainly don't disagree with you, Darcy. I think the comments, you know, they're somewhat degrading towards women. I do know Brownie. I've worked with him up at Brisbane. and uh, The man that I... Noah met was really approachable just a country guy and at Brisbane there was some really amazing women involved in the football club Nicole Duncan Michael Voss's wife Donna Lepper's wife you know Craig Lambert's wife all of these types of women who were in and around the football club and I have heard people like Jonathan Brown and and you know and even Lee Matthews make comment that the wives of players really do add value and and have a role to play in the team's success it's um you know, they're part of the journey to a premiership as well. So, I think, you know, it is pretty easy to crucify Brownie in this situation, but the man I know, I've only ever seen him be respectful towards women and and myself as well. I, I said to Brownie, hey, we've got a raffle, can you sign some footy boots for me? Bang, and he made it happen. So, you know, he's not a bad guy. And it's funny, you know, someone in footy said to me once, you can only be what you've experienced. And, and maybe that's it, you know, I've heard Brownie speak about his own mum in the footy media and, you know, he's so respectful of her and, and even throughout his book and he understands the role that, that she played and, and he also makes mention of his grandmother. So, yep, his comments were, you know, probably a bit outdated um, it's, you know, we're in a position now and I love listening to Nova. I listen to Brownie and Chrissy Swan and I love how Chrissy just, <laughs> yeah. you know, said that before. puts yeah. him, you know, uh, and it's funny. We, we really do need to educate the public and, and, and Brownie a part of that. You know, it's a, it's a funny one making comment on people's relationships in any sense, whether it's in friendship groups or in the media probably is a, is a bit of a no go zone. If I had a bad game. And my partner commented, I'm not too sure how I would feel about that personally, you know, if, if the comment was public. So I guess we need to put ourselves in that situation and, and wonder how we would feel. Yeah.
0: I guess I'm I'm probably coming at it from the perspective of this kind of macho culture that surrounds footy. And, and I, I know in our last episode you were talking about, you know, that when Nick Rewalt was captaining for the first time and he cried and your immediate reaction when you were at that age was oh come on man up Mm -hmm. don't be like that but as you've grown older you've you've realized that it's it's kind of it's okay to show vulnerability and I think it is okay to to show vulnerability in footy and I think maybe we can start doing that.
1: Yeah absolutely like I said Brownie's not a bad guy and he he was always fantastic in the community up there up in Queensland he always gave back so It's, you know, and they're from another era Mm. and I know that doesn't make it right and I'm not saying that we should just accept it but to people like Brownie and the old school macho man, um, you know, he's been lauded for that his entire footy career. The guy goes back with a flight and gets his face smashed in and it's on the back page of every newspaper. So, he's been educated, I guess, that that that's the kind of bloke he has to be. Um, So, maybe, you know, maybe we need to teach Brownie to be a bit, softer
2: Mm. yeah get a bit of a he might have a bit of a soft underbelly these days like he he does love a bit of red rooster i think but
1: (laughs) look i mean the other thing to note too is it's brownie's job in the media Mm. to comment that's to comment that's what he gets paid to do so there's always a villain we're emotionally invested in our work but there has to be a point too where you are going to be scrutinized and you need to just let that be yeah. You mm. buy into it, it's only um, gonna get worse and this has blown up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it has. I mean it's it's probably a much bigger issue than anyone would want it to be. Mm. Um
1: and let's be honest, Richmond aren't going that well. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: But I, I, think, I think I think I don't think it's Trent's wife's fault either. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's really not. But I think it's it's also kind of a symptom of how much pressure people in the footy industry are are under. Like it is it really is a winning and losing business and if you're losing you're gonna cop pressure mm. and you know it just has it has effects on on families and partners and kids and i think as an industry we just maybe need to calm down
1: <laughs> yeah and that's what i meant when we we're talking about bob's injury it's you know it's uh, it's not the end of the world yeah mm. it's just a game of footy uh the sun comes up tomorrow
2: I think is just a bit jealous that there wasn't a pray
1: for us, the hashtag going around. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Last year in <laughs> <order>. oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to start one, but it's awkward. Didn't trend. So,
0: some more news this week. No more
1: grand final replay. How Whoa. do we feel about this?
2: Big call.
1: It's funny, Darcy and I have been involved in a prelim final that was a draw. Mm-hmm. We went five minutes either side. Actually, I don't think we knew the rules, did we? We had to no. call AFL Vic. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Everyone was just running around. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun.
1: out at Burn back in 2012, howling wind to one end. Mm-hmm. We got five minutes either way, still no score. So then we played out to golden point. Ah, yes. Because this is the other part of the announcement that came yeah. out this week, is that there will be a golden point. Correct. So... That meant, though, that we were at a disadvantage because the other team, uh, St Albans, they were going with the wind. Ooh. So, that meant for us that we were, you know, backs against the wall. You know, we were able to to get through and kick the goal. But I like the idea of not having to come back the next week and, and playing it out to the finish. Yeah. I just think – and look, it's happened three times in the last century. Is that right? I think – was yeah, it 2010, probably, 77? Yeah, and I, I can't remember one before that. Yeah, I wasn't born back, back then.
2: Darcy, you? <laughs> no, can hardly remember the 2010 one. And another thing was about going back to that game that we we played. The the extra time went on for another 45 minutes. Yeah, that's like, a big that's game. A, a little detail Asa didn't mention. So we played <laughs> five minutes on aside side plus 45 minutes of the golden point rule. And we were against, against the, wind. the wind. And that's the thing. So who... Like once that second five minutes is played, it's just play on and you just play so First whoever's wins. Which, yeah, yeah, you don't swap again.
1: I love that people care. I was listening to SEN today and everyone was ringing up about it and, you know, it really does show that footy means a lot to people and there's, um, there's real, I guess, protection and sentiment around what the game is and its fabric and what makes it up. So, yeah, we've made a decision that will now change history. Premierships are what we play for, so... Yeah. I think it's awesome.
2: I think it's a good decision. Yeah. Personally, like I don't want to play another, you know, 45-minute golden point game, but you know, it gets the result at the end of the day.
0: That's true. And then you had to play the next week in the grand final.
1: We did, yeah. and we won't talk about that. To bring it up, Allison, <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually parked that in my uh, compartmentalisation. Bit of mind, a sore point, no. is it? <laughs>
2: yeah. We all say that we played our grand final. The
0: week before, oh, right, so it's like Carlton in the ninety uh, nine prelims. Yes, one of those ones.
2: We're yeah.
1: not like Carlton at all. No,
2: <laughs> we actually bounced back the
1: following year. And did we? Oh no. yeah, we did. <laughs> no, but yeah, good decision by the AFL. And you know, um, I think I remember Nick Maxwell saying on the day of the game, "It's ridiculous. What yeah. are we doing?" Yeah. Um, so everybody wants it. Lucky, you know, if you're a WA team and you're involved. Um, imagine having to fly back. Oh, yeah. that Just would be, the recovery and yeah. the turnaround would be a nightmare. Um, we are a national competition now. So, yeah. Well done, AFL. Mm, makes sense. Well done, AFL.
2: Claps for AFL.
0: Okay. I'd like to welcome this week's guest on This AFL Life, Lauren Arnell. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, you play football for the Western Bulldogs and the Darabin Falcons – I do. You're the Beverly Hills Junior Football Club ambassador, the Carlton Football Club's Visi Female Football ambassador, and to top it off, you're also a level 2 coach at the Cold Cannons.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yep.
0: Do you wake <laughs> up some mornings and forget <laughs> what you're meant to be doing that day or
3: yeah, which polo oh. to put on? <laughs> I do have a few polos. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, certainly it's a busy life, but every part of it I love and everything that I do, I'm fully invested in and, um, I do it with huge passion. So it's, um, it's actually pretty easy to wake up in the morning. Sometimes it's a bit harder to fall asleep.
0: So this is just a couple of quick fire questions just to start okay, off. Okay. Yep. Um, what team do you barrack for?
3: Oh, I've split my loyalties for the first time in my life this Ooh, year. Oh, um, controversial. So grew up obviously as a passionate Western Bulldog supporter or Footscray, and obviously just recently been employed at Carlton Footy Club. So I think once you, you're employed at a, at a club or and you work with people and you get to know them, you you certainly develop a, another another side of, of your footy-supporting life. So, yeah, definitely a massive soft spot for Carlton, and I'd like to see them win, so it's probably fair to say I've got two now.
0: That's fair enough. What do you love about football?
3: <laughs> it's funny you asked that. Today I was lucky enough, I was explaining to Darcy earlier, I um, spent the day at AFL House in cultural awareness training and if anything it just highlights how great footy is in bringing people together and also the opportunities to learn about other people and I know just from growing up like the person that I was at 17 when I first started playing footy to the person that I am now. 12 years later I know that I wouldn't be anywhere near the person I am now and have any level of understanding of other people in society if I didn't have footy so I think that's right now that's what I love about footy obviously the game is something that I really do love Mm -hmm. um, and I'm passionate about about the game itself but the opportunities you have to learn about other people and and to make friends in areas of society that I would never have made um, that's what I love that's
0: great um and just this just the last one who was your football idol as a kid?
3: <laughs> yeah. It was a, a bit of an awkward one. There's a couple, but uh, the earliest, most passionate um, idol I had would have been Brett Montgomery, who used to wear yeah, number 10 mm-hmm. for Western Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah, he used to take some absolute ripper speckies and played sort of that half-forward, half-back, real utility sort of player. And, yeah, I he I, I really liked the way he went about it. And then I think when Sydney were going through their successful period – mid-2000s, Ryan O'Keefe was a real favourite too.
0: So, yeah. great player.
1: So, Laws, this is very unscripted and completely <laughs> off the run sheet. Oh, Sorry, Alison. Go. No, there no, no, this
0: is, this is what this AFL <laughs> life's nervous. all about.
1: <laughs> I'm a bit nervous too, but I guess I want to ask you, do you have any advice for young boys and girls out there who are hopeful of being drafted or, you know, playing footy at the elite level who maybe don't um, or aren't blessed with the athletic abilities of others? So the reason why I'm asking you, Lauren... Oh, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> ...is because I've watched you in the last, let's say, I think we've played footy together for six or seven years now and you've taken your game to another level when purely through hard work and, you know, doing what's needed over the summer periods and you're not the quickest player out there. Neither am I. Preface, neither am I. Um, you're still quicker than me. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know... Do you think that there's a place in the game for people coming through who, who aren't blessed with that that pace and ability to burn off?
3: Yeah, look, there's, there's no doubt. And that's another thing I love about AFL. It's, it's a great question, Asta, and I think the beauty of AFL is that um, I don't know if there's any other sports in the world that cater for different body shapes, different body size, size heights um, and different aerobic capacities, different levels of speed, so... I know I appreciate the sentiment in the hard work and things like that, and certainly means a lot coming from a teammate. But I know that a strength of mine, I have other strengths that don't come back to speed, and again, that's another beauty of the game. So, my advice to any young player, or pretty much anybody in footy, would be find out what your strengths are, make them better, um, and improve your weaknesses. So, I think an area for me, obviously, I'm not the quickest, but you see some really high quality AFL players like Sam Mitchell who's probably going all right in the Brownlow count right now. Mm -hmm. And he's – obviously, his skill level on both feet, both hands. Um, And I've been told he'd never get anywhere near a time trial win. He's probably middle of the pack, Um, which I like to think I'm a little bit better than that. But I I think I can relate to that. And Mm -hmm. so what I do need to make sure I do is is really be stronger in those areas, be really skillful um, and – Talk footy a lot, which is fortunately something that I love, and um, I think the more that I can develop my footy brain, and the more that the younger kids develop their footy brain and are prepared to watch football and talk football and ask questions, um, that will give them opportunities to improve. And the speed, you know, um, it would be lovely, but there's other there's there's ways to to add to the
1: game. Yeah, it's funny. I think when I look at AFL players now and in the past who haven't been quick, you know, by foot usually their mind's pretty quick and their ability to, one, extract the footy and, and, two, get it into a teammate's hands or get it to an outside runner is, is pretty impressive. So if you're quick in the mind, usually that's a bit better than how fast your feet can go in, in what I've observed in both men, male footy and female yeah. footy.
3: well, you look at blokes like Pendlebury and Sam Mitchell, they, they're at every single contest and influencing every single contest that they need to. Mm. Um, and they're very effective players and they don't have leg speed, um, so... Yeah, my advice would be to any kid whether the speed is their strength or whether skill is their strength, utilise it and and just
1: make sure that you're always improving. Hey now, just another one off the cuff. You were born a triplet. Is that right? Good. That's a fair description. <laughs> <laughs> Lozardel trivia for you. How did you go growing up in the country as a triplet? Um, there wouldn't have been a lot of organised sport. I think you played basketball, didn't you?
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: How was that? Was it, you know, Pretty different coming to the Big Smoke? Well,
3: I wasn't too far out of the city. um, Mate, anything 10K out (laughs) is
1: out of the city for me, so...
3: Where did you grow up? I I grew up... uh, My dad refers to it as a hamlet. I don't really even know what that means. (laughs) It's a tiny little town. That is not in the city, Lauren. (laughs) It's it's a, a town called Clarkfield. So generally I'll describe it as between Sunbury and Riddles Creek on a 50-acre cattle farm. So um, I guess with my brother and sister not being overly sporty, I was lucky in that the neighbours with adjoining fences out the back (laughs) of the farm loved footy, the boys, and um, certainly didn't mind that I was a girl and were happy to tackle me and do all those sorts of things and just just play footy. So um, yes, I played a lot of basketball and I was absolutely in love with, with basketball, um, but I did have opportunities over the weekend to go and kick footy around and and have that physical side of sport with the neighbours too, so it was good.
1: Hey, and last one from me, Lauren. I'm... You're hugging it. Oh, I, I do love the microphone. So I just wanted to touch on a point uh, I think a few years ago you and I had a discussion around what it's like to sort of get footied out or get over footy. Um, you know, you do so much for the game behind the scenes and then you get out there every Sunday and try to perform at the highest level. Any advice for people who are out there who are probably just a bit burnt out and have had enough of the game? Um, Easy question. Yeah. Just a
3: light one. I think with anything that we do in life, we have to find a balance. And I think everybody's balance is different. So I'm fortunate in that I'm finding my balance is quite heavily swayed towards footy, and I'm still finding that I'm playing. I'm still playing reasonable footy, although I'm. You could. Some people would think I'm footied out. Um, uh, others, I think, would maybe have footy two, three nights a week, and that would be enough for them. So, I guess it's finding balance and making sure that you've got other things in your life, um, and that you make okay, sure. What's that, your favourite thing
1: outside of footy? Oh,
3: far out, mate, <laughs> I really love to cook. I oh. love. I um. I spend. I do all my cooking on a Monday, <laughs> and I spend about two to three hours in the kitchen, and um, it's my chill out time. Put some music on, and um, I guess I eat a fair bit as I go. <laughs> so, food, and do you food do is the dishes? Something. Are you uh? Well, no. Or? Fortunately, I'm I'm the cook in the house, so oh, I don't need to okay. worry about that side of things. Yeah, but um, right. I do clean as I go. I like a clean kitchen. <laughs>
1: Clean um, as you go, that's a Macca's skill. Did you?
2: Did you used to work at McDonald's? <laughs> or no, just me. No, no. Just Anybody else
1: mate? at the table? Oh, Lauren no. hasn't put in a hard day's work in her life. Oh, She's a school teacher, so oh come on, nine to three
2: thirty
0: every day.
1: I
3: don't know. I guess yeah. I'll really enjoy um, food and cooking, and obviously some downtime with friends. Um, it does, however, often turn into footy conversation, as you know, Aster. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think I, I I value the friends I have outside of football too, and. Um, I think without those friends I'd struggle with the balance so it's just balance.
2: And how have you found working at Carlton? Oh I've absolutely loved it Darcy thanks can for asking. Can you tell us a bit about your role there?
3: Yeah so my label is Vizy Female Football Ambassador which basically means um, Vizy have put their hands up to support the concept of a women's team at Carlton mm-hmm. which has allowed me to do the work that I do so my, my job has been to pull together the women's licence bid, which is due April 29, next Friday, and really drive that and be strategic around what that looks like and to provide the absolute best environment for players for next year in the hope that we have a licence there. So um, it's been an amazing process and something that I'm really grateful the opportunity to have. And um, I think the best part's been the buy-in and the genuine attitudes at the club. And with, within my role, I'm not working with um, uh, the people who don't make decisions. I'm working with a whole range of people throughout the club and, and for the most part the decision makers at the footy club and I'm feeling a real genuine buy-in and um, understanding of, of where women's footy is going. So I've absolutely yeah. loved it.
2: Do you, do you feel confident that Carlton will get this licence?
3: Oh look, I'm confident that we've done everything that we can. Um, I guess all you can control is is your own your own work. So, um, you know, who knows which way a tender process goes? Who knows what the AFL's thinking? But I'm. If if I can say that I'm confident that, that if there's 25 players playing representing Carlton in a women's team next year, I'm very confident that that's the environment those players will absolutely want to be in yep. and that's the absolute best environment that could be provided for those players. So, yep. fingers crossed.
2: Yeah.
1: So, Lauren, in our time playing footy, it's it's all been amateur football and that's about to change now with the National Women's League set for 2017. You're a teacher, um, so you're heavily invested in education sort of pace or, or around young kids, any advice um, to girls out there who are, you know, looking to carve out a career in footy and and, and put themselves right up there? How important is it to have, you know, a, I guess a good education and something to fall back on if, mm. you know, touch wood, a footy career doesn't come yeah. come to fruition?
3: It's a really good question asked. Um, I think obviously through ju- coaching junior boys and girls we see this Carrot of having an AFL career now, and I think when, particularly now, young girls hear the words AFL career, I'm I fear that the picture of that is full-time AFL. Um, and you look at the guys and the boys I see all the time at Carlton. They they might be paid full-time AFL players, but they're not expected to be full-time in AFL. They're also expected to study. Um, They're expected to do community work and and different things around that. So um, I can't stress enough the value of... We were talking about life balance earlier. um, The value of making sure that you do your education. If if school doesn't suit, then you find a trade or something else to add to your skill set. And there would no doubt be a massive temptation to purely focus on football as a talented teenage girl at the moment. Mm. Um, And obviously it's important to do that, but it's... For me, it's more important to have the education behind you or the extra
1: skill set and life balance behind you. So, um, probably wouldn't come as a surprise to you, Lauren, but I wanted to drop out of school after grade ten, <laughs> and the reason why I didn't um, was because people within my footy club and within my, I guess, my footy family really encouraged me to stay, and I'm so grateful now that I yeah. did because I could only imagine what you know what path I might have taken if I didn't Absolutely. stay at school. And
3: the flip side of that, too, is Aster, when, you, when you and I were 16, 17, if we had an opportunity for an AFL career and we were the ratbags that we probably were as teenagers and all we cared Speak about. Speak for yourself, <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> I know stories, Asta. <laughs> 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 but if we, if we were to dro- just fully focus on footy like we would have wanted to and what we'd love to do now and not worry about anything else, that actually makes us less draftable. So if we yeah, have absolutely if we have other things, other strings to our bow, and personal qualities that stand out, suddenly we're more draftable as people, not just footballers. So it's it's really important for the kids out there, boys and girls, to be quality people before they're quality footballers.
0: Lauren, thanks so much for your time, um, and all the best for Carlton's submission.
3: Thanks very much. It's been an honour to be a part of this AFL Life second ever podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Lauren. Guys.
0: Now I think this is starting to be my favourite segment of the show. This is, oh no, ask Asta. I think we almost need a
1: like intro jingle or something for you. I'll wrap Um, something. A pretty good singer. (laughs) I am going to admit on live broadcast national network. What are we on? It's,
0: we're on iTunes that you just got oh, today. Oh, cool And work. SoundCloud. And, San- and SoundCloud, <laughs> yeah.
1: Can you explain the cloud? <laughs> no. Where does it go? I
0: don't, I'm not – no, we're not having this conversation. Oh,
1: okay. But – so, I have a Beagle ear. Do you? I do. What's his name? Well, if you follow my Instagram, you'll find out. His name's Leo and he's my man. He's – yeah, he's my mate. So, I tend to make up songs and change them. To, so, like, you know, Eagle Rock? Oh. Um, I call it Beagle Rock and I sing it to him or like Frio's theme song, Frio Way to Go. I call it Leo Way to Go. So cute. So if you want, that could be the segment (laughs) intro. I could do some singing. Uh, No, not not good, Darcy.
0: Uh, Darcy's not impressed at all. Mate,
1: you wear boots from the op shop, so (laughs) I can sing a bit if I want.
2: Yeah, all right, fair enough.
1: Any questions? We've stuff. got a,
0: we've got a fortnight to workshop the jingle, <laughs> but um, we do have a couple. They came through on social media today um, on Twitter at Hutchie underscore twenty five asked, "Is it true you and Phoebe McWilliams are each other's doppelganger?" hashtag Twins hashtag Who has bigger biceps?
1: Oh, thank you at Hutchie underscore twenty five. Good question. It is true. It's we true. are. I uh, came to Melbourne in 2010 Yep, and I did my first lap at my new footy club and it was freezing Mm. and I had a hoodie on and someone pulled my hoodie off and said, Phoebe? (laughs) At this point, I didn't know who Phoebe was. (laughs) So I was like, no, that's not my name, but good guess. And it went from there. I have been mistaken for Phoebe numerous times. One of our own players, who I won't name, Ah, there was a week, I think, where Phoebe was playing for St Kilda in the reserves. And she said, why is Asta playing for St Kilda twos? Looking really confused. (laughs) These are people I know. I train with them. We have dinner on Friday night. They can't even tell the difference between me and Phoebe McWilliams. um,
0: Now, I think there is a pretty good photo of you two in your Bulldogs guernseys um, from Last season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we'll have to put it up on the Facebook page during the week mm-hmm. and let our listeners decide
1: mm-hmm. whether or not you are
0: actually twins.
1: Look, and to answer Hutchie's question, Phoebe's biceps are bigger, oh. without doubt. Yeah, right. Um, you know. And I, I do love Phoebe's. She's one of my all-time favourites. We share a uh, an amazing trainer in Steve Roberts. So, she, um, she's copying me. But that's okay. <laughs> that's what twins do. That's right. We had one other
0: question that came through on instagram today from at Meggie lauren and she asks were you born great did you achieve greatness or was greatness thrust upon you
1: oh there's been some big assumptions made in this question <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i'd like to throw it back out to the masses yep what does everybody else think how of uh How have they seen my journey so far? Oh, this could get dangerous. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) What do you you think, Darcy?
2: Um, Perhaps there's a combination of the three. You know, I guess you were born. um, Correct. I was born. (laughs) Correct. You've been born. Thanks, Mum. Already. Um, You've achieved some greatness and I guess some greatness probably has been thrust upon you throughout your years.
1: Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) I think what's really interesting at Maggie Lauren is what's everyone's definition of greatness? No, that's a
2: very good question. Mm, mm, that's, very that's probably the better question, isn't it? It is. Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm. Saints won a premiership back in sixty six one. Six. six. <laughs> 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 but then sometimes when I get asleep in I'm like, That's great. <laughs> How do you compare the two?
0: Well, that was episode two of This A for Life.
1: Thank you for listening. We might have to get Phoebe Williams on as a special guest. Yes, absolutely. Then you'll know who's who's who. (laughs) I'll leave you hanging with that one.